Is it gonna be hardcore? You are about to dive headfirst into a mosh pit of sad. Is it gonna, is it be, gonna be hardcore? Damn straight. Damn straight. This is Punks on a Podcast with your favorite misfit, Faith Star. Everybody, welcome back to Punks on a Podcast. We are on season four, episode thirteen. I am Faith Star, and if you listen to Wednesday's episode, I <laughs> I apologize for the intro. I was two ciders in, and I was just a tad lopsided. I don't know what it is, but when I drink, it hits me. I can't hold alcohol whatsoever. I don't even think I had two full drinks. I think I had one and not even a quarter, but I remember I was on my second one and then after I recorded, I went straight to bed and then the next day was just like, what the hell happened last night kind of thing. And that's what happens to 14 year olds and I'm 26, so I really don't have any answers for you. So this is episode 13 and I interviewed the band on Valentine's Day. They are called Winter Haven, ironically enough. And they are from Flagstaff, Arizona, ironically enough. So really cool band, very solid sound, very pop punk, but also like early 2000s pop punk, like All American Rejects and Fall Out Boy kind of vibes. Lots of Blink influences within them too, and they fully embrace that. They know that that's where their roots are from, and they just go with it. And it really works for them. I know you guys are going to love them as much as I did, so I'm not going to spoil anything else. Really solid band. They're putting out a bunch of singles. And the one that we were talking about released on Valentine's Day. However, since then they've dropped more, so there was one that dropped in March called Ted Cruz. That's what I'm going to play at the end of the show because obviously more recent but check out all of their songs really great band i'm sure you're gonna love anything they put out and without any further babble from yours truly let's get right into this this is season four episode 13 of punks on a podcast with winter haven enjoy cool yeah i'm brendan i play lead guitar i'm colton i play bass uh my name's nick i'm the drummer I'm Jack. I sing and rhythm guitar. Amazing. So please explain to the Punks on the Podcast listeners who Winter Haven is and how you guys formed. Uh, wait, what was the first part of that? (laughs) (laughs) Who are you guys? Why should people listen to you? And what, how did you guys get together as a band? Uh, well, we're a punk rock band. We've just been kind of making music that we want to listen to. We've noticed that there's a lot of bands in our genre that just don't exist anymore. Everything I want to listen to is at least 20 years old. So we just started making it ourselves. Um, awesome. The band actually started before, like, any of us were in it. Ammon, he, <laughs> he started the project of, of Winter Haven. Okay. And Jack, bro. Jack, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The project, and then and then he brought us on board, and that was like two years ago. Yeah, I started the band with my cousin. Uh, we were driving. He plays guitar, and at the time I didn't play anything. And uh, he was just, I want to play some music, and so I learned how to play a bass real fast just to help him out. And then he moved to Utah, and then I just had an instrument and nothing to do with it. So okay, but, yeah. So we found these guys, and. Uh, just kind of put it all together. I learned a different instrument. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just kind of started hooking shows up. Brendo's, Brendo's got great connections with shows and stuff, so it just kind of took off from there. So it's been about two years, you've said? 
Yeah. Yep, just about. Okay. And with this lineup, or has there been, like, other members? Like, have you you four been in the band together for two years solid? So it was probably about a year or so with our first drummer. We had a drummer before, before Nick Boy here. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, we uh, kicked him out due to uh, – Personal conflict. <laughs> yeah, personal Differences. Okay, understood. <laughs> Say no more. Difference so, <laughs> not personal. Okay, got it. So, you guys are from you're from Arizona. So, explain to me personally. I'm a, a Canadian, and I have never been out there in my entire life. So, explain to me how the music scene pre-COVID was out there. In I think you guys are from Flagstaff. You said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how how is it out there? And, and do you um, have a good amount of following where you are? Yeah, I mean, Flagstaff is a kind of like smaller town. Like it's just, it's it really exists as a college town. So there's like a lot of bars, which super nice for me. <laughs> uh, but there's not quite as many that do like punk rock music. There's really only like four or five venues yeah. in Flag to play. Okay. It's a, it's a pretty country town. It's a lot of country and folk music, so we kind of we're kind of the, not the norm. Is in, it in really? Thing. That's not something I ever would have thought about. Because you think about country and you think about like Nashville and and you know and places like that, but you never think about Arizona being a country place. That's There's little pockets. Like I feel like uh, like bluegrass is the big thing up here. Okay. People like bluegrass music up here, but it's not the whole state. Down in yeah. Phoenix, there's a lot more uh, punk rock and stuff down there. So we try and get down there as much as we can. Because, nice. uh, but yeah. Okay, so it's it's pretty. You know, it's not the worst, but it's not the best. Is what I'm catching. In terms totally. Of, okay. Right. Awesome. We can find out people that enjoy the like stuff that we do. Okay. Uh, like abundant amounts. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you were basically explaining that you are a band that makes music that you want to listen to because other bands in the past or the ones that you listen to don't put out things that you like now um i totally understand that because uh it's just it seems to be a trend these days um even bands that have been together for 20 30 years are kind of just hopping on this bag bandwagon of pop punk and i'm personally not a fan of it so you guys are like in the punk genre you'd say right uh i'd say not well produced pop okay Like budget pop punk, maybe. Okay, <laughs> elaborate on that. I want to know. Like, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even cl- classify what I've heard from you guys as pop punk whatsoever. Like, I hear a lot of Rise Against. I hear a lot of like hardcore shit in there. So, just what what do you think about that? Do you feel like you have any sort of you know generic modern elements in your sound? I think all of us came from different musical backgrounds. Okay. So Ammon was always pop punk. That was his thing. Sure. Jack, my bad. Jack was always <laughs> pop punk. That was his thing. Um, Nick bleep listens. Bleep out every yeah. time they call him. Ammon. Nick. Nick listens to really. I can't describe what Nick listens to. He listens to. to drummer music. Yeah. Um, Colton <laughs> listens to a whole lot of everything, and I grew up listening to like heavier music. Okay. Um, I think when all of those come together, there is a lot of elements of that pop punk. And then there is still a little bit more of that raw sounding, like you were saying, rise against and kind of the more faster, aggressive songs. Yeah. Yeah. And and I really do like it because it it's very <laughs> nostalgic to me. And it's so funny that you said what you said right off the bat, because as soon as I heard you guys, that's what I had in my head. So 
I think whatever you're trying to achieve is clearly working one way or another. So Winter Haven, great name. Um, when I heard, like, when I got the email Winter Haven, I wouldn't think of what I heard. Does that make any sense? Like, it's so, it caught me off because I was like, oh, maybe they're like, you know, more of a folk punk band or like something a little bit on the softer side. And then I opened up the file I got and I'm like, holy fuck, what the hell is this? This is amazing. Like, <laughs> blew me out of the water. Was that intentional at all? Like, what what did the name mean for you guys? So, the name specifically. literally came out of a street sign. Um, I was oh. the drive from Yuma, Arizona to San Diego. There's a Winter Haven, Arizona, California kind of area. Okay. Back with me and my cousin Cody, and we just saw that on the sign, and uh, we were like, that looks like a cool band name. Let's just do that. <laughs> it worked. I mean, it, it definitely, like like I said, not really what I expected, in term- but I think that's cool. Like, what do you think? Uh, well, there is another Winter Haven, and they're a heavy metal Spanish band. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I guess they set the tone for everyone else then. Yeah. Jesus. That's funny. That's I don't know. It's nice, because we do get different shows, I think, because of it. We've definitely played with bands that are much heavier than us, probably because the venue thinks we're much heavier than we are. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess it's working in your favor. I really do like the name, though, and, and I think it's something that it, it, it's probably very simple to you, but it's something that people could definitely think about and dive into. You know? Yeah. Cool shit. Yeah. So, so we need to make up a better reason for being called. Yeah. <laughs> I can come up with something cool. Story. <laughs> hey, it's okay. You know what? I think it's a pretty cool name. We'll just go with it. So you guys were talking about your influences. You all come from different backgrounds. Um, explain how your different musical tastes kind of form the sound that you have. Well, when I learned how to play uh, guitar, the only things I learned how to play is because my favorite band, Blink-182, and so that's pretty much the only style of guitar I learned how to play. Okay. You know, just octaves, power chords, and that's about it. Uh, <laughs> but Brenda, on the other hand, came from like Avenged Sevenfold, Heavy shit. Iron Maiden, yeah. Nice. A lot of ripping guitar solos all the way up and down the guitar neck and that kind of thing. And so that's wildly different than anything I would ever do. And then Nick. I mean, I just, I kind of listen to whatever has neat drums at the end of the day. Like, (laughs) which doesn't make a lot of sense because I don't, I listen to music like I think most people listen to music. Like I'm paying attention to the vocals and whatnot. I'm not really like... Every single time I listen to a song, I'm like, oh, that beat's super cool, man. Hell yeah. But it just ends up happening where every time I really like a song, it ends up being like, oh, wait, the drums are super sick. So it's something you just gravitate towards naturally then? Yeah, I guess. Okay. So anything like two-door cinema club to like system of a down type stuff, anything where there's just something kind of like cool that the drummer's doing in the song. Awesome. So did you, do you think that influences the way that you play in this band specifically? Um, I mean, the band I was in before this was a lot more, like, indie, so I definitely still have a lot of, like, habits of indie drummers, which is just playing around on the hi-hat a lot. Okay, (laughs) Uh, got it. And then I just do that faster now, I guess. (laughs) Okay, okay. So I I get a sense that, like, you guys do have, you know, your certain elements that kind of make each member unique, but it kind of creates something very cohesive somehow does that does that make any sense at all sometimes i well, just ramble try <laughs> there's there are definitely some songs especially when we write music that just it, it does not fit at first okay and it's, 
takes a lot of playing around to get what he's doing to work with what we want to do and, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. All right. Sounds good to me. So why don't you explain to everyone, you guys, the first song that you sent me, what was it called again? I have it literally right here. I just listened to it. (laughs) Was something break? Was it make or break or something? Hang on. Okay. Breaking of Stone. I knew breaking was in there somehow. Okay, cool. (laughs) I listened to Make or Break by uh, Ghost Inside this morning, so maybe that's why I got them confused. Anyways, great track. Talk to everyone about um, the influences behind that song specifically. So that song is actually, uh, I wrote it in my senior year of high school when I was required to read uh, Into the Wild. Okay. Uh, story about Jack McCandless or John McCann, some McCandless. I don't remember. <laughs> I never uh, read it, but yes. <laughs> went to Alaska and he lived in that school bus for a while. Just wanted to prove that he could make it on his own. Okay. And he uh, ended up dying on it. Nice. <laughs> Lovely um, story. Song's <laughs> uh, motive was like trying to get away from the norm and that kind of thing. Um, you know, just trying to, to make it yourself, not listening to what other people are doing. Okay, cool. I love I love it. And I can hear a lot of like aggression in that track, but it's to a point where it's not like, oh, this is just in my face. I don't want it. But it's like it's nice. It's comforting in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a really good song. Really great. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I love it. And I, I'm i very picky when it comes to having bands on my show because, like, I get really tired of hearing the same shit over and over again. And even if something is sent to me that's, like, super well-produced and, and clean, I'm just like, mm, I don't know if I like that. i rather have something kind of raw and, like, just real rather than something really poppy and fake. So, great job. Great job on that. You have you have a new single dropping today. Today is Valentine's Day, everybody, just so everyone knows, February 14th. However, this podcast won't probably come out till the spring. But you guys have a new single. So talk to us about that, the name, and what people should expect from it. Expect from it? Well, not much. I mean, <laughs> but, but give yourself more credit. Yeah. yeah, so the song's called Riptide. Um, it's a lot more... For lack of a better word, blink-ish. It's uh, <laughs> understood. It's I get that. That style that we that the that I grew up on at the very least. Okay. Um, kept yeah. it kept it a little bit lighter, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Tried tried to stay away from the heavier stuff that we've been writing recently. So just tried to bring it back from there. Um, and that song is more about like, oh, I don't know, uh, <laughs> uh, like getting caught up in the world, I guess. Okay. Like kind of, kind of just getting too carried away with all the fun stuff in life and then just kind of getting trapped down that rabbit hole and uh, you know just kind of getting caught in a riptide just getting stuck uh and just losing your way do you do you think that the melody and um the song itself reflects the message you know lyrically aside do you think like musically it reflects the way that you feel about it well, we, I feel like we certainly tried to because you know, mm-hmm. kind of, the song kind of accelerates the whole way through. It doesn't really pause. It doesn't calm down, really. It's just a constant buildup and just kind of keeps going. Which is what you wanted. Amazing. Yeah, cool. I'm really looking forward to that for sure. So you guys have been releasing singles. Um, do you have a plan for any album or EP coming out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we are going back into the studio late April, mid to late April. Um, to record our second studio album. Yes. Um, we're going to be doing that with the same producer who did our singles, Matt Good. Um, and yeah, we're just really excited about that. We're ramping these singles up to the bigger album. So this, are these singles going to be a part of the album? 
Yep. Yes. Yeah? Yep. Okay. And and is there anything you can tell us about, like, if, is there going to be a concept or is it just like shit that you guys wrote randomly? Like, what's the whole theme behind it? You know, I, I, it's probably pretty hodgepodge. I wouldn't say that there's an overlying theme. I could probably come up with one if you wanted me to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, a lot of our songs, generally our songs are obviously about something. Um, and this album, definitely a lot of them are within that same what's the word I'm looking for? Category, I guess. Okay. Cool. Um, like meaning and kind of like what's behind them. Yeah. So uh, same theme throughout pretty much like in anything you write. Yeah. Cool. I think compared to our first album as well, this album is going to be a little bit like we didn't have any drop D songs on our first album, but this one is moving a little, it's over half, a little <laughs> yeah. closer to that. Interesting. Interesting. So do you think you took like a, a way heavier direction in this one compared to the last? I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say way heavier, but I think we're just kind of bringing in some more elements of filling it out a little bit more and adding just a lot more resonance like on the lower end, um, a lot more drive, and kind of, not aggression, but just like... darker. Yeah, just, just darker. darker tones. Yeah, darker tones. Cool. I lo- Wow, okay, I'm excited. <laughs> I love shit like that. That's awesome. So COVID kind of, like, fucked everyone in the ass, I should say. That's really rude, but that's basically what happened this year. Um, and what I'm going to assume is you guys were affected by it, but probably not as much as, you know, you everyone else has been because you're still writing you're still playing stuff so how has it affected you personally um with your band like what is the shittiest thing that has happened because of that well the biggest thing uh probably we we didn't get to play our first album release show uh that was Uh, the first week of lockdown was was that show yeah yeah because you guys put an album out in 2020 so like literally like a year ago it was released right about a year ago today actually uh pretty close wow crazy that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that really yeah. sucks. Um, and you couldn't play shows either. We've still had some uh, chances to play shows. Like we did a couple live streams at uh, the Orpheum up here in Flagstaff uh, just for like local community things, fundraising and stuff like that. Um, um, so it didn't completely stop us in that regard, but it's it slowed down so much. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. Uh, ugh, I, I feel bad because you didn't really have a chance to like – promote this record that you guys had so did did you feel like kind of empty from that almost well it, it felt almost like a waste i was like yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. we have an album out we could have waited cool. a second to put the album out but at the same time it's like you didn't know no one like, knew anyways because like what else are people doing but sitting on their ass watching videos or listening <laughs> to music or, you know, doing nothing that. all day like i've been doing playing video games like ugh. Oh, yeah. i was never a gamer until covid hit and then i all of a sudden picked up fortnite and then my life ended so <laughs> <laughs> you had to do it to survive yeah exactly i that sucks like i feel like there's always a way to revive something after but at the same time if it's already been a year like how are bands gonna bounce back from not being able to pr- promote certain records that have been out a year ago you know like how do you oh. guys think about that because i always ponder that thought honestly with coming out with the second album i kind of like this timing because it's like we have some music out people have already gotten a little taste of us some people are you know starting to hear it around and then we can really push this second album and be like hey this is this is what we're so there's proposing. no stopping you then that's great you guys are, are bouncing back pretty quickly yeah i think the COVID also gave us a good opportunity to sit down and say okay we want 
you know, some really, really well-produced songs. We want some really, we want to come out of this quarantine or lockdown or whatever coming out swinging. We want to be as many shows better than before. And it also gave us, I think, a good opportunity to meet a lot of great contacts. Awesome. Sit down and write, get more into the writing process of music because we were playing so many shows. We want to really sit down and go more into depth with writing new music. Um, But now with our um, newer singles coming out, I think you can really hear comparatively the first album to these new singles, the amount of more time that was really put into these and just the overall thought. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's good because you can, there's always an, obviously this is like one of the most negative things that I've ever personally experienced in life, but I've also grabbed a lot of positive things over the past year. And, and that stuff isn't really talked about because people kind of feel guilty saying, oh, COVID actually brought me this and it, it benefited me. So I'm getting the sense that like you guys now had the actual time to really work on your band and focus on your priorities. Yeah, when we, uh, when we first took off, I suppose, like when we first started everything, you know, our first show was maybe four months after we've been playing music at all. Okay. So had six songs and panic, you know, (laughs) you know, that's all it was. And so we never really had a chance to sit down and really figure out like, you know, what, what do we want to play? Cause the next every, you know, that whole time was just, well, we've got another show coming up in two weeks. We need a full set. (laughs) We need a full set. Let's write another song, I guess. So, okay. To, uh, you know, have everything calm down a little bit. Let us figure out what we're actually trying to do. Yeah, I totally uh, get that. I'm in definitely the same position before COVID. Like I would put out a podcast maybe like once every, you know, two, three months because I literally didn't have the time for it because I had to work 40 hours a week. And then lockdown hit, nothing to do. And I went on my email and I'm like, let me email um, bigger bands and artists and see what I can do. Because everyone's tours got canceled, Shane Told ended up on my show. You know, Westfall ended up on my show. Like, it's crazy that something so shitty that's happening to the world can actually bring in, like, good things. And I'm glad that it's affecting you guys in a somehow positive way because I'm kind of really stoked for this album to come out. I know it's a ways away, but, like, I'm excited for you guys based off the singles I heard, so... Hopefully we're not uh, overhyping it for you. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely don't think so. It's been a long time, too, something else I've noticed, that there isn't, like, there is music coming out, but it's not as, like, great as it used to be. I don't know what it is anymore. I just haven't heard something that I really vibed with in a long time, like, something that blew my mind. So I feel like, I don't know, you guys are on a good path. You're in a good direction for sure. Well, you'll have to let us know when you hear the second album. I will. (laughs) Maybe we will will revisit this podcast and we can definitely dive into it once it comes out again. We can do a part two. How's that sound? Cool? Sweet. Okay. I have a couple more questions before the rapid fire. So as you guys know that this podcast is called Punks on a Podcast and you guys are a punk band. However, everyone's definition of punk is really different. So... You guys can have individual answers for this, but what does the word punk mean to you personally? So the first time I hung out with Jack, we were leaving school <laughs> and we and I was driving and he had finished drinking this. Was it a Haritos bottle? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, one of the glass ones. And he finished drinking it and he goes, are we going anywhere with a trash can? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. 
He rolls down the window, and as we're driving, just throws it on the street and smashes it and shatters it everywhere. That's not a great story. I mean, <laughs> that's what punk is. <laughs> but, and then, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck, this guy doesn't care. He must be fun. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, he must be hard. Um, that's a great story. <laughs> and my personal definition, I think, is really, you know, being a punk, in a sense, is just not giving that's not caring about, you know, expectations of other people or what they think about you. I think there's too many people that are trying to be punk and like edgy and all of this other stuff, but they're falling into this group of not punk because they're trying too hard. Yeah. You know, not caring, be yourself, do what do you, I guess. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the bottom line of punk is like, whatever you want to do, you're going to do it. And nobody's going to tell you not to. Exactly. Exactly. Anyone else have an answer? I like just, I just like hearing the different opinions on this because sometimes I get an answer that I completely don't expect. So, well, I mean, the reason that I would consider us a punk band, I don't, I would, I don't know if I consider it behavior. You know, I, I like following the rules. But <laughs> are you uh, a good boy? <laughs> I, I, I try to be. I'm but, <laughs> but the lyrics that I like to write, the songs that we like to put, the actual meaning of them is definitely not something that I consider to be normal. I mean, we have one yeah. about, um, well, having a, a, a little pecker. Uh, we have a few about that. <laughs> okay. Um, being Eskimo brothers with your whole family. Yeah, we have one about, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Love it. And I, I just think it's fun to write about things that are so wildly out there that aren't that aren't mainstream that aren't you know relatable per se but just just kind of fun just fun to write about um and that's just kind of the kind of deviance that i look for there i dig that that's such a great answer just something that's just completely out of the box that no one would usually do kind of thing yeah we have a song uh, a ukulele song actually it should be on the third album with luck but it's about it's about string cheese <laughs> really <laughs> tell you which one it is so it's a surprise but oh, yeah crap. you got me <laughs> excited guard because it doesn't think you don't you want to think it's about string cheese but it definitely isn't about string cheese now you, yeah <laughs> string head brand to be exact but. interesting <laughs> oh man i'm kind of excited but kind of scared at the same time <laughs> so. you take time to adjust yeah okay sounds good but to now me we'll stop for like another year and some change <laughs> all right i'm definitely gonna follow back up and be like i need this string cheese song asap Please send. <laughs> you guys will get an email from me in like four or five months. Any updates? Hello? If it's produced, just send me the demo. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Fuck it. Just send me the lyrics right now. No one has to know. Okay, one last question before the rapid fire. If you guys could pick any band in the entire world, dead or alive, together or not, to tour with, who would you choose and why? And you can Asia. answer differently. <laughs> <laughs> who did you say? <laughs> I said Asia. <laughs> uh, hands down, no hesitation, pre-2014, Blink-182. Okay. <laughs> Pre-2014. Pre-2014. <laughs> so, no Skiba, Blink-182 is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, I like Matt Skiba. I like his other projects with Alkaline Trio. That's one of my favorites as well, but Blink-182 is just a special place in my heart. I do, yeah. I, I, I do pretty much anything to play with those guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. That is... That's the dream right there. But like Tom DeLong, though. I like Skiba too, but I just I can't get into them now for some reason. Like I do like their new stuff. It's just it doesn't feel the same to me anymore. So no, the the differences in the vocals, the contrast just isn't the same. It's not the same. I don't feel it as genuine as when Tom was in the band. I think I think they're just kind of writing about 
you know, that whole group of like Machine Gun Kelly, Youngblood, Blink, they're all on Travis's same label now. Yeah. So I think kind of fall into that same group of just that similar music, similar songs. Super generic and kind of like catering to younger kids and, you know, the up and coming new rock punk rock fans, you know. I'm 26, so to me yeah. that's like kind of weird since I grew up listening to Blink as a, like as a teen. So I feel like you guys are definitely younger than me, but at the same time, like it's just very different. It's different vibes for sure. For sure. And it's like, Mark, you're not 18 anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. I also kind of feel poorly for like Blink-182 and like Matt Skiba because like they have such this weird nostalgic connection to like every human being on the planet that like almost no other band can really claim. Exactly. So no matter what, nobody's going to feel the same way now as they did back then. So any song that isn't Damn It you know what I mean, isn't gonna, isn't gonna hit the same way. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the older bands are exactly like that, though. Like, uh, okay, per- like, I love A Day to Remember so much. I don't know if you guys are fans of them, but their older <laughs> shit hits, like, no other. And the stuff they're putting out now, I'm still not getting. Like, I love them so much, but I'm still not feeling the way that, like, I did. Maybe it's because I'm getting older and, like, it doesn't affect me as much, but... I don't know. It's just it's a, it's weird when things change, and I know that as humans we have to adapt to that. But it's still like kind of on the shitty side at the same time. Yeah. So. Totally. Okay. Anyone else have an answer for who they want to tour with? Uh, I, I don't even know. I'm going Charlie Daniels fan. It's not the same <laughs> genre, but I'd love to meet those guys. <laughs> Sounds um, good. I, I guess if that's the case, I'd go with Tool. Just because yeah. I feel like watching Danny Carey play live, especially not even just from the crowd, but just like peeking backstage, like all creepily, like staring at him, would be really legendary to see. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that that would be a great uh, kind of different kind of vibe, but very uh, very cool. Yeah, I think my backup to Asia, if you don't <laughs> doubt, um, if you'll allow me, it, 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 yeah, if it's so justified, um, Avenged Sevenfold, that was hearing the City of Evil album is what got me into playing guitar when I was six years old or so, um, and so same same with Nick, I I would just love to watch from that side stage and watch Sinister Gates play guitar the way he plays, um, because I'd be intimidating intimidated. Rather, <laughs> not intimidating. I would intimidate the hell out of No, these sweeps, dude. They're um, impeccable. It would be very intimidating to share the stage with those guys. But in so. a good way, I'd say. I feel like they'd scare you so much that you'd be like, "Oh, I have to play better," like in, yeah. in the best way possible. Awesome. Yeah, so, Any okay, other that's, answer? Yeah, that's plan B. That's plan B. We're that's plan B. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I think those are pretty solid responses. So, okay, yeah, I think that... Oh, yeah, okay. Rapid fire time. Are you ready? What does that mean? Okay. We'll find out very soon. So each of you have to answer a question in less than eight seconds. You each four get a question, and then if you don't answer in less than eight seconds, whatever, like, nothing happens. I just like to scare people for no reason. So... As soon as that happens, then we'll go to the next one. It's really not that hard. Okay? 
lasers get pointed at <laughs> Nothing happens, but answer it in less than eight seconds. There's someone going to be someone at your window just... <laughs> like ready to bounce if you don't answer properly. I feel like you guys are just gonna keep turning around now. <laughs> oh god. Okay, who's first? Uh, I can go first. Okay. Oh. <laughs> if you could choose any pop artist to be featured in one of your songs, who would you pick? Kanye West. Interesting. Cool answer. Okay. Who's next? I got you. Okay. Hmm. All-time favorite album. Do you guys even listen to albums? <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. No. <laughs> See, there's someone behind you. He's ready to pounce two seconds. <laughs> He's already dead. <laughs> really? You don't have an answer? Not even Dude Ranch or... Like, no, yeah. I, I, not just one popped into my head, so I can't be like, yeah, this is... Okay, if there was something that, like, the the only thing that you can listen to for the rest of your life, like, you had nothing else to listen to, just one CD, one album. Mm, the Foundation by Zach Brown Band. Cool. Okay. That's a, that's that's a, good, good, album. That's a good album. I love Zach Brown Band. Okay. Who's next? Nick, you good? Yeah. Okay. Mm, I don't know which one to give you. Okay. Mm, you're a drummer, so this one might be an interesting question. Favorite song to cover? Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, 46 and 2 by Tool. Interesting. Sweet. Okay, ready? <laughs> I, I know we won't do it, but it'd be really neat. Sweet. Okay, last question. It's pretty easy. I don't believe you. <laughs> it's kind of stupid. If you could pick a Disney princess to play you in a movie, who would you choose? So me, yeah. Uh, shoot, Pocahontas. <laughs> uh, a Disney princess to play me. Doris technically a Disney princess. What is her name? Tiana from uh, Princess and the Frog. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. I haven't watched that in a long time. But why? Tell the Disney. people why. <laughs> okay. I love that movie. Okay. Soundtrack incredible. Plot incredible. The setting that it's amazing. It's the best okay. movie I've ever Can seen. Can I have on being the frog? Yes. <laughs> Okay, but this play into she's playing you in a movie? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. like she's she's gonna play him. Like she's gonna just they like, she yeah. is him. Does that make sense? I felt like it yeah. did. <laughs> because she's cool. I don't okay. see a problem. <laughs> I love it. Okay, guys, good job. Round of applause. That was like the easiest rapid flyer ever. Good job. Is there anything you want to add before we sign off? Not particularly. I mean, once the second album comes out, I think we should definitely uh, try and get people to listen to it because that would be cool. We have, a, uh, we have a single, new single dropping March 17th um, with a music video. So be on the lookout for that one. We're putting a lot of time into it Sweet. and it's going to be great. Okay, guys, I'll definitely link all that stuff in the description box. All of the socials for uh, Winter Haven will be down below. Keep an eye out on their single they're releasing today, February 14th, that is already out, uh, called Riptide. And, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for these guys because uh, I have a good feeling. I definitely have a good feeling about them. (laughs) Thank you. you. No problem. Thank you, guys. You are about to hear Ted Cruz by Winter Haven right now on Punks on a Podcast. Peace, love, stay punk kids, stay safe, and stay sane.